Hey, hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dad's Podcast. Welcome to this wonderful place. I talk about a lot of things from dad and kid stuff, family and guy stuff. I try to hit on a little bit of everything that encompasses my life and hopefully your life as well. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for being here. I really do appreciate it. I really do. A couple things I want to get into and who knows, maybe turn into this whole episode. We'll see. Depends on how much I can rant and complain about this stuff. First one is what I witnessed at the park just the other day. Maybe I'm analyzing too much of this situation, so please, you think about it. Let me know what you think. Get back to me. I took my daughter to the park, had a little one-on-one time with her, and I noticed this guy at the park playing with who I assumed was his daughter. Nothing really out of the ordinary. And the reason I noticed him is because, A, he was in shorts, And it was kind of chilly outside, and I was looking at him being like, oh, I'm glad I have a jacket on because it's cold out. And B, he was wearing one of those long sleeve shirts that look like an Affliction shirt or an Ed Hardy style, real loud and graphic-y. And I was like, oh, you know, I haven't really seen one of those shirts in a while, kind of ornate, let's say. So he kind of stuck out of my mind. So that's why I noticed this dude. But then I see him look up and get this kind of giddy smile on his face. So then I turn to see what he's looking at, and I see some attractive woman walking into the park. Still not out of the ordinary. Could be his wife or something, you know, maybe they're just meeting up, whatever. But the meetup did seem very cheery, like it was fresh, if you kind of know what I mean. Like it was, I don't know, very new, and there seemed to be a lot of excitement in the air. And it sounded really cheesy, but... That's just how it looked. Then I overhear their conversations, and I'm starting to watch their body language a little bit more, and I'm getting kind of intrigued. And hey, give me a break here. I'm bored at the park. There's not a lot of drama in my life, so I'm watching people, I guess. Weird, maybe. Anyways, the way they were acting just indicated that they weren't necessarily together. Just not that typical married couple vibe. Not the typical conversation and interaction, I guess. Dumb little small talk, just getting to know each other, that kind of talk. Little chit-chat. Oh, my allergies are so bad. The weather is so chilly. It's kind of cold this morning. Just shit like that. Just, I don't know, very general. Typically, when you have a married couple, they're talking about their kids in school or their work day or what they're making for dinner, not general stuff about the weather and my allergies. Well, now I'm really kind of going down the rabbit hole here thinking what the story is, what is going on between these two, going through different plausible scenarios. And actually, I don't know why I forgot. I decided to do this, which I usually do a lot ever since I got married, but that's look for wedding rings, right? Duh. Really, that's the telltale sign to find out if someone is hitched up or not. So I casually get closer, like some weird park creeper. I want to get close and see what's going on. So I see the guy, he's got a ring on, left hand, all right, he's married, right? That's it, he's done. Now let's go on to her. Well, she did not have a ring on. Dun, dun, dun. So now, theory time. The dude is married, and he's sneaking off to the park to meet his mistress and her daughter. And maybe the reason that he was at the park alone with the kid is because maybe the woman, the mistress, she had to run off somewhere. I, I don't know. I'm still working those details out a little bit, but that's kind of my theory. But I ran so many of these through my head. You know, maybe it's nothing. 
Maybe I'm just making gravy with no mashed potatoes, you know, cart before the horse, but you never know. Just the way they were acting just had me suspicious. And like I said, maybe it's nothing. Maybe they're married and she just doesn't happen to wear her ring all the time. It could be that simple. This did open the door, though, to another thought, and that's why do people cheat, especially on your spouse? I mean, any kind of it is bad, but especially on your spouse, you know, you're married. That's like sacred. And it's just weird that you're meeting up at a park with kids and a place where you could be seen, unless they didn't live around there. Maybe that's it too. Maybe they're from another town and they met at this park here in my town because then they wouldn't be recognized. But old Sherlock Justin figured it out, right? But anyways, yeah, when you're young and you're dating, it's not unheard of for things to happen. You know, you're stupid, talk to other people. You show other people attention, you know, and and I think we can all relate with that a little bit when we were much younger. But then when you're married, that all changes, right? You're no longer putting yourself in those situations where a lot of that shit can happen. Plus, you're at a new level. You shouldn't even want it to happen. Another thing I want to mention when it comes to cheaters, and that's whoever you look at. I've actually said this to some friends before that have, you know, had some problems. I said... Whoever you look at, there is always going to be some other person that is totally sick of that person's shit or annoyed with something that they do. It's just a matter of fact. Take me, for example. I fart like all the freaking time. No joke. Maybe I have a problem. I don't know. Maybe I need to go to the doctor. But my wife puts up with it. She deals with it. That's some true love right there, right? So... We all have our issues. We all have some sort of problem in some shape or form. And we should just be grateful that we have found a partner that puts up with them or sees past them or embraces them, whatever it may be. That's great. Because dating actually sounds awful. Sounds terrible. And I don't know. Maybe I'll take a comprehensive dive on infidelity at some point, do a show on it. But honestly... It sounds too damn depressing to really talk about, but we'll see. All right, topic or Justin bitching point number two. And it's not at all related to the first one. It's just something that I witnessed yesterday while I was at the grocery store shopping. And I was loading my groceries into the car, and I was watching Mr. Cart Guy come to the cart corral, you know, where you return the baskets and take them back to the store. And I see him grab one cart and then head into the store to go return it. I mean, after all, that's his job, right? Well, when I go return my cart to the cart corral right after he had left, I see there's like half a dozen carts just sitting there. So Mr. Cart Guy grabs one cart, one f***ing cart, and returns it to the store. Why wouldn't you just do your job and grab the few that were there and take them all into the store? Like I've seen countless people do even at this particular store. I've actually talked about this in episode 29 of society not returning their carts to the cart corral and letting them roam free like buffalo on the rolling hills of the Badlands through the parking lot smacking into people's cars. So, yeah, the last leg of this journey for the cart to get home, it drives me equally crazy. It does. So, what is going on? I just don't understand people's work ethic anymore, I guess. I really don't. And I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but please tell me what in the hell is going on. I see these same kids on their phones all the time, 
meandering around the parking lot or in the store, in the grocery store, like little chickens that don't know what they should be doing. And it's not just the cart return industry. Is that an industry? I don't know. It's a lot of these younger kids that just feel like they don't need to work hard, it seems like. I just talked to a good buddy of mine, and he works in a shop setting, fixing and maintaining equipment, trucks, all that stuff. He said the 20-something kids that he has there, they have the exact same attitude. They act as if they're untouchable, that they can do whatever they want, work at whatever speed they want, and not face any repercussions. Or at least they aren't worried about the optics of it. Maybe they don't even think about it. I don't know. Maybe they feel like they're not even doing anything wrong. I mean, you tear a truck apart that should take two days to fix, and it turns into two weeks. I mean, how is that acceptable? It just blows my mind. They'll constantly be on their phones, taking Snapchat pictures, selfies and shit, shuffling their feet, just blatantly not working with any haste. Even back when I worked in a shop setting, I had a kid there, and he was hired, young kid, teenager. He was there to sweep floors, clean up, take out trash, walk the construction yard, kind of keep it picked up, make sure everything is, you know, nice and neat. And he complained. He didn't want to work. He wanted to laze around. He wanted to play on his phone all the time. Just not a great work ethic, and I don't understand it. So why does this seem to be the trend with this group of people, this Gen Z? Yes, I'm going to pick on Gen Z a little bit. And I know it's not just that subset that acts that way. Plenty of my own generation does as well. I think, what am I, a millennial? Plenty of my own generation acts the same exact way. But this Gen Z one seems to be the one that sticks out to me the most. And they're not that much younger than me. I mean, I'm 40 and they're 20. Well, I guess 20 years. That is kind of a lot. Man, I'm kind of old. So is this their way of quiet quitting, maybe, that I talked about a few weeks ago? To just do the bare minimum because they feel they aren't compensated enough or they feel they are work too much? Maybe they feel like they're doing too much and they are going to do less? Or they just don't like their job, so they just drag their ass because they know they're not going to get fired? But do they not realize that this is usually where you start, especially with no experience? You're fresh out of high school. Maybe you're not even in college yet. Maybe you're in college and getting a job. You start at the bottom and you work your way up in whatever company or industry you're in. That's just how it goes. I've always had this mentality to just do your best, work hard, no matter what it is. No one gets ahead by being lazy. I've just always been that way. That's just how I've approached everything in my life, every job in my life. If I had something to do in front of me, then I would just do it. I would handle it. I've tried very hard not to get into that I don't care attitude and just put things off, especially when it came to work. Sure, it's easy to put stuff off in my home, like, ugh, I don't feel like cleaning that room, or ugh, I I don't feel like cutting the grass. Sure, but when it's a job and you're being paid, I would approach it in a different manner. And if you don't know how to do something or you're not skilled in it, you still try to figure it out or even ask for a hand or ask for help. That's how you learn And that's how you excel in your field, especially in mechanic work or anything like that. You would, hey, I don't know how this works. I don't know how this comes apart. Ask somebody else. They come and show you. And then you learn and you excel. Maybe that's just me, though. Maybe I just like to stay busy. Maybe it's something in the way that I was raised, something that was instilled in me. I don't don't know. I'm not really sure. And I've always said to myself that it doesn't do any good to put something off or get mad about what you're doing and not do it. Because in the end, after you've put it off, 
you've delayed it for no reason, maybe you've gotten angry about it, maybe it's a difficult job, you've complained about it, you know what will still be there when you're done having that moment? That same exact task or job that you walked away from. It's not going anywhere. No one's doing it for you. It's sitting right there waiting for you when you come back to it. And for me, I would rather just handle it and get it off my plate and out of the way and take that pride in finishing something and then move on to the next job. I used to do this all the time when I worked in a diesel shop, fixing and diagnosing trucks. It would sometimes make for a nice little challenge some days. I would make a list of everything we had going on that day or that week and then go through it, tackle them one by one, see how many that uh, I and my team could get figured out or finished, repaired. And we would never get them all done. We typically had anywhere from 10, 20 or more trucks in this shop all the time. But I would feel very accomplished when... I could cross five or six of those jobs off in a workday. That made me feel really good. That's that pride in your work. And I honestly think that that's kind of lost with some people today, maybe with that generation today. They get into that what's the point attitude or what's in it for me, and they stop caring about anything related to their jobs. They're just almost there to collect a check and pat themselves on the back for no reason. And I get it too. People get burned out in jobs. Maybe they started out differently than how I see them or other people see them. Having pride doesn't pay your bills, right? But also having a sour attitude doesn't make your life any better either. And I also understand that when a Gen Z is working a job that doesn't feel right or going their way, they have zero problem saying, you know what, fuck this shit and bailing and finding something else or even not finding something else. I know people that have just quit their jobs and had nothing lined up. They quit and then they try to figure it out or they go live in mom and dad's basement until they do find something. And I think there's something to that too, that some people from that generation, maybe my generation as well, really want to feel this need to, you know, quote, do what they love or they only want to work that dream job. And if it's not that, then they want nothing to do with it. And honestly, in some respects, I commend them just to maybe a little bit that Gen Zers or these young people or these other people can realize that a job is not for them and they can move on quickly. They can start a job and be like, oh, yeah, this sucks. I don't like it. ABC is the reasons. And they don't waste their time for years and years at some place. They just quit and they move on. They find something else. And I'm not sure I could do that. I wish I could do that, but I can't. I've always, you know, stuck it out and done that, that, company longevity, which I've talked about before, which I think is is going away. There's, there is no company longevity anymore, but that's a whole another story, maybe a past podcast. I can't remember. But like I said, I've always had that mentality that if you want to succeed, then you need to work hard. Maybe that's an old boomer mentality or something. Got to put in the hours, bust your ass. And goddamn, I've heard that saying a lot in my life. Got to bust your ass, man. Maybe it's just that blue collar thing again. But I've, I've heard that so much. Bust your ass. I've heard that so much. It's kind of crazy how that sounds to me now. But that's how I've grown up. If there's overtime available, take it. If there's something new to learn, then you try it. You learn it. You grow your skills and your knowledge. And it was just a fact that you started out at the bottom. You were sweeping those floors or doing oil changes on trucks when you worked in a mechanic shop. You didn't do the big jobs. You didn't do the 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 fancy jobs or the cleaner jobs you started out doing the dirty stuff and that's where I started 
and then you work your way into something else like I did. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem that way anymore. Or hell, maybe my thought process has been wrong this whole time and times are just changing and I'm not keeping up. But it still doesn't excuse doing the minimum in your job instead of trying to excel at what you do. Be the best damn cart kid that you can be. Tend to that construction yard to the best of your ability and take pride in that, that you have everything taken care of in your job duties and learn stuff on the way. According to this Forbes article I'm reading, they cite career builders saying that Gen Z are chronic job hoppers, spending an average of two years and three months in a role, which is much less than any other generation. So there's kind of proof in some pudding right there that they don't stick around at jobs very long. They don't have that company longevity, which like I've talked about before is, I think, dwindling. Even like I said with my wife, she spent 13 years at one company and now she's at another company and now she just took another job at another company. So that's kind of what you have to do. And I actually think some employers like to see that you don't stick around in a company for years and years and years. It also says their priorities are different than any other generation as well. A report by Lever found that 42% would rather be at a company with a sense of purpose rather than one that just pays more money. And the reasons Gen Z give when choosing a place to work is work-life balance at 32%, development opportunity at 29 and then good salary is down at 24%. And that's according to a study on Deloitte. So kind of interesting. And I don't know, I mean, all that stuff was important to me too when I was finding jobs. Well, actually, maybe thinking back now, let's see. I wanted good pay, and I wanted development opportunities. And I guess that's pretty much it. Work-life balance was never really a concern. I mean, for a long time, I worked split shifts. I work in the afternoons from 3 to 11 p.m. My weekends were different all the time. A lot of times I had Sunday and Monday off. So yeah, I guess my priorities were a bit different than someone in Gen Z. So, And like I said, maybe it's because I've always done blue-collar work. Now, whenever I go back to the workforce, will my priorities be different? Yes, I think they will. Of course they will. I mean, I'm going to want to have a better work-life balance. I want to be with my family. I've got two kids that I want to be around. I would like to work from home if possible. Probably some purpose in my job would be nice as well. Some job satisfaction as well as good pay. That's a that's another one. And times are different. Wife and kids and all that. It changes what you're willing to do or not do in a career. Plus, it does seem that the older I get, the more I would like to have some meaning or purpose at my job. Like you're making an impact or making a difference. Something that maybe Gen Z's are realizing much sooner than millennials are. But still, still, none of that is an excuse for being lazy in your current job. I can't emphasize that enough. Not putting that best foot forward and doing the absolute best that you can. And that's what irritates me the most. It really does. And also, I will be fine when I go back to work, starting out at the bottom and working my way up. Maybe it's pushing that broom, or maybe it's whatever the job is, and just working to the best of my ability every single day. This Forbes article also states that Gen Zs are an intensely entrepreneurial generation, that 62% of them surveyed had begun or wanted to start their own business. Well, yeah, no shit, I suppose. Everyone wants to have their own business. They want to be their own boss. We can all say that, even me. But just because we want it 
doesn't mean it's just going to happen for us. It's always kind of so ridiculous with some of this younger generation, though. These people are just sitting there and they say, I want to be my own boss. Yet they don't do a damn thing to change their current dynamic or even work towards that goal. I used to do what is considered side work in mechanic business, moonlighting a little bit. I would have customers that would, they would like me. They would want me to cut them a deal and work on their truck on my own time. And I would do it. A lot of times I would. And you can make pretty good money doing it that way. I was somewhat mobile, went out to a few jobs, did some repairs, side hustle, I guess you could call it. And I could have turned that into a solid business. I really think I could have. But it does take a lot of work. And I was already working a full-time job. And it really started cutting into my family time. I think I just had my first baby. So my time was important to me. And I kind of stopped doing it, tapered off a little bit. But anywho, it seems like I hear that these young kids are always wanting these things, yet not putting the time or the effort in to achieve them. Just like their jobs, they want to half-ass it and dream big, yet not put in the work. On a high note, though, this article does talk about how companies are trying to understand what motivates this new workforce and using a more tailored approach, looking at individual strengths and weaknesses and embracing one and then trying to improve on the other. Companies are starting to use this tool called the Clifton Strengths Assessment to measure talents and natural patterns in the way people think, feel, and behave. And there's actually been a positive impact on performance when they use that. And they're more likely to achieve their goals. So that's kind of cool. The article says they have seen employee happiness go up as well as less staff turnover rate. So companies are adapting and surely trying to work with employees more today than they were in the past. So there is a little silver lining there. So how do we promote a great work ethic within our kids or with anyone we know really? how to motivate them to put their best foot forward, to do the best that they can. First, I think it goes back to us, us parents, us adults, and what I talked about last week. We have to show them with our actions, with what we say, we need to be that positive role model. Show them how to work hard, essentially. If we're going to sit around and do nothing, and our kids see that as they grow up, then I would imagine that they're also going to sit around and do nothing because that's what they watch mom or dad do. We have to be that positive role model. We also have to teach them, show them chores, introduce good habits when they're young, self-care, making their beds, keeping their rooms picked up, all that basic stuff, and show them how to appreciate themselves when they do something. I mean, sure, we can give them praise like we like to do, but we need to show them how they can feel good about doing something on their own as well, how they can turn around and look at their made bed, basic example, but they can turn around and look at that and be like, yeah, I did that. Show them to take pride in those accomplishments. We can also let them fail too. I think it's easy for parents to really try to pick them up and save their kids all the time from stuff, but they need to know what failure feels like and how to find a solution out of it. Figure it out on their own to an extent and figure it out the right way, how to do it and not fail. Also, give them opportunities to earn money. This doesn't mean just to bribe them to do stuff, but it does mean give them responsibilities so they learn that value of money. I think I talked about it on here, and that was introducing my kids to money and realizing that things aren't free, and it kind of really blew their minds. And I think I need to do more of that and really show them that money has value. It doesn't just grow on trees, and things don't just appear out of thin air. 
This other Forbes article I'm reading also says just giving money to them infantilizes them and they don't grow a healthy self-esteem that way. That's the first time I've used the word infantilize. That's so tricky. Anyways, it also helps them feel accomplished when we pay them for a job. But just giving money to them for nothing doesn't help them grow. Also compliment their choices and character. This one says parents often compliment the kids' looks and talents, things that they aren't really in control of, and this can feed narcissistic tendencies. So it's much better to compliment their choices and actions, things that actually take character strength. It's an interesting concept. Also, if you have someone older and you're trying to motivate them or maybe kickstart that good work ethic in them and they're just not motivated, maybe look at what they're using versus what they're contributing. If it's completely skewed and they're not really contributing to a household, you know, older, teenager or something, maybe that's an indication that you're doing too much for them and they know it. So they proceed not to be responsible for themselves. You have to realize this, though, and start adding in responsibilities and chores and motivate them to just take care of themselves, maybe even on a very basic level, a little more and a little more. Mom washing clothes and cooking all the time and, and buying things for them all the time, why would they change that? Why would they, why would they want to change that dynamic if they're getting everything for free or not having to work for it? So maybe let them be responsible for some of that stuff. Let them buy their own things. Let them wash their own clothes because you doing it all the time isn't going to help them in the long run. It's just going to hurt them more and more. And they're just never going to step up and take care of themselves like they should. And I'm talking teens and older kids here, which honestly I don't have a lot of knowledge on because my children are eight and under. So I actually have a friend that I will try to get in here to talk with me about this stuff. He's got teen kids, so that could be a fun show to look forward to at some point. I'll try to get that set up. But those are just a few ideas that I had, as well as some from this article, and I'll link the articles in the description so you can check them out. But anyways, that's all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. We all started from somewhere, and now we're here, like Drake said right? And that's how this younger generation should approach life as well. You start somewhere and you work your way up and you do it to the best of your goddamn ability. And I actually recently just heard a quote. It was from uh, some coach on Instagram and the quote was, lazy people do a little work and think they should be winning, but winners work as hard as possible and still worry they're being lazy. So it's just a little food for thought there. I thought that was kind of an interesting quote that we need to we need to just work hard do the best that we can put our best foot forward and hopefully instill that in our kids see i brought it around to kids eventually right it was complaint fest and i brought it around to kids so there you go but anyways if you have any questions or comments for me please feel free to reach out on my social media or over at podbean.com also if you like today's ranting episode please feel free to share it on your social media And let your friends know that they can grab it on the many different streaming platforms that podcasts are on. And that's it. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next week.